0: We've got Azure SLAs, Windows has new features, and Xbox, it just keeps on marching. But before we begin, today's podcast is brought to you by Security Unlocked, a podcast from my friends over at Microsoft Security Evangelist Nick and Natalia. You can find links in the description of this podcast. Yes, you can. It is Friday, 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 if I can find the right, there we go. It is Friday. Friday is a good day because we're doing podcasting. It's one of my favorite things. And so there has just been a a ton of news on the agenda this week. Just just a ton. Um, Microsoft talked about Azure. They've had some issues. There's new Windows features. Xbox is just plowing forward Um, there's really just a lot so we're just going to dive right in so the first big announcements coming out of Microsoft this week is that uh, Windows 10 21 h1 is pretty much final uh, finito getting ready to to walk out the door actually they released the commercial preview uh, release validation which is really long and fancy way saying hey look you can use this build of Windows 10 to start validating it in your corporate environment now I don't actually think many people are going to be doing that because if you remember in the spring it's only a, a what is it 18 month servicing window if you upgrade with the fall iteration then you get 30 months of servicing so there's not a lot of incentive to roll out the spring update but if you are and wanting to do that you now have that ability But moving past what is coming this spring, Microsoft is starting to show off or at least talk about some of the features that are going to be coming in 21H2, which is where we're also expecting sort of a a visual refresh or rejuvenation, if you will, with Sun Valley. But anyway, so there are virtual desktops improvements, including uh, features to the virtual desktop, including the task view, customization as backgrounds for each uh, desktop, just little minor enhancements, Uh, auto HDR, which will be a big thing. This is already available on the Xbox Series S and X, but it's also going to be coming together games and content um, on the Windows side as well. Uh, File Explorer Layout, is getting improvements now this is a really interesting one because file explorer we all sort of expected to be replaced with a modern version of file explorer but what it looks like they're going to do now is take maybe their older one and sort of maybe modernize it a little bit it's getting some new compact mode design and other minor enhancements uh this really just kind of signals to me that hey file explorer is not going away not all that surprised with it to be honest because if you think about it file explorer is one of those like staples of windows at the end of the day a lot of people have used it it's been around for decades and a lot of people People just know the basics and the shortcuts and everything else. And so changing that is going to be a big deal. Uh, and it looks like they're really not going to be changing it. At least they're not going to get rid of it, uh, which is a smart move. I, I really thought that they would just build out a brand new file explorer and just have that called like modern file explorer and keep legacy around much like they do with the control panel. But we haven't seen any indication that that's truly the route that they're going to be taking. Um, Notepad is now going to be serviced through the store and it's getting a new icon. And I can already hear Mary Jo sighing um, because she's a huge Notepad user. But the, I think the bigger concern here not so much that it's being moved to the store but why is it being moved to the store notepad should just be notepad don't tinker with notepad Um, I'm actually sort of in that camp I use it quite a bit it it just needs the basics don't add features to it they did change the icon Um, other things Windows Terminal and Power Automate will now be inbox apps Uh, those are pretty cool features to automate and just tinker around uh, with Windows 10 and in, in some regards Microsoft 365 and so those will now just be bundled into Windows 10 going forward If you use Microsoft Teams, and I'm sure many people listening to this do, you can now set an out-of-office message, which is actually somewhat convenient. You can already do this in Outlook. We all know that. But for a company like mine, there's two, I kind of want two different out-of-office messages because Outlook or email for me is typically like an external thing. It's not exclusively external, but it's a lot of external. And Teams is almost 100% internal. So having different uh, out-of-office messages is actually somewhat convenient. And you can make them smart too. You can actually have tag replies or there's a feature option where you can check a little box and so when someone tries to message you it actually shows your out of office message before they send you that message hopefully limiting uh the dumpster fire you'll have to uh triage when you come back from a vacation or just extended absence away from your device so um microsoft is also extending the update cadence for edge so actually they're updating the extended cadence they're updating the cadence for updating edge that's a lot of updating uh, the browser. So here's here's the short version. They actually announced this late last Friday, but they're moving to a four-week release cycle, which is fine. Uh, Chrome, I believe, is doing the exact same. But that doesn't work for a lot of a lot of customers, especially in the business world. Like updating every four weeks is kind of nuts. While browser updates are typically less cumbersome than say a Windows update, it's still a challenge. And so what they're going to let you do now is be able to update every eight weeks. So that's that's a better route. Uh, but you still will be getting the security updates roughly every two weeks. So you're not, just because you're not getting new features doesn't mean you're not getting security updates. And so that is a, a new option that will be coming, I believe, starting with Edge 94. So you've still got a few weeks uh, before you have to start thinking about that. Also, there was a big outage this week, like a really big outage. Um, Microsoft 365 took a, took a took a nice little nap. Um, but the bigger deal here that I want to focus on is Azure AD is what was likely the culprit based on the triage information that Microsoft gave. And so Azure AD took a nap and a lot of things you couldn't authenticate, like it, it really just kind of brought the infrastructure to his knees. Now, here's the reason why I'm bringing this up is that in April, Microsoft was supposed to move or enhance the SLA or the service level agreement for Azure AD from 99.9% to 99.99% availability. Now, the reason why this is such a big deal is that because of the downtime this week, Microsoft would have broken its 99.99% uptime SLA. They would have been in breach of that agreement. Now, they are not currently in breach with the 99.9% SLA update. So you can kind of see where I'm going with this. They're supposed to roll this out in April, but they just had an outage that would have breached their SLA. So I'm curious if they are going to continue the rollout of that updated SLA. Microsoft says that they have been working on uh, and deploying backend enhancements to Azure AD and some other services. This is actually somewhat tied back to an issue in September of 2020, and they're supposed to be completed, uh, the rollout of all those enhancements, by mid-2021. So it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe extend that SLA update until maybe mid-2021, but we will see. Uh, It's just really bad timing for Microsoft on that SLA front, and uh, I'll be curious to see Um, what is going on there. It's just something to keep your eye on um, as as Microsoft moves forward. Um, Also, other things to keep your eye on, Hafnium, which is just wreaking havoc in the exchange world, uh, continues to wreak havoc, but Microsoft has now released a one-click mitigation, I keep wanting to say migration, mitigation tool. So, this is a really big deal for SMBs who may not have a a full team of IT pros who can update exchange servers or just honestly may not know, and so they've tested it, uh, they claim, robustly against many iterations of exchange for on-premises and so you can run this tool now it's important to note this is a mitigation tool this is not a remedy you're still going to need to appropriately apply all the patches but for the the known exploits at this time this will take care of that until you can do the full patch which should protect against a lot of other things um, also happening this week because there's just so much going on. Intel released the 11th gen core processors, and AMD also launched the Ryzen Pro 5000 series mobile processors, so you're getting new stuff from Intel, you get new stuff from AMD, uh, Those 5000 series chips from AMD will not be in the Surface Laptop 4, at least that, I'm not expecting that, which will be a bit of a downer, but that's following Microsoft's mantra of launching with older AMD stuff uh, when they do it. Um, other things that I think worth pointing out is that AM, or Apple has discontinued the HomePod Pro, or the HomePod, I want to call it homepod pro Uh, it's the bigger homepod they've discontinued it actually so people who were buying them uh, up until like this week were getting actually like it looked like quote unquote new old stock if people are familiar with that idea especially in the car world uh but these look like new products but they were actually manufactured in like 2018 so it looks like the homepod just really didn't sell it's interesting because google has tried to play in that area uh Amazon has as well, but Sonos obviously is probably, in my opinion, the premier brand of like the wireless home connected smart speaker. I use a ton of them; Um, they're great, but they are expensive. But it looks like Apple may not truly be able to crack into that market. But it also raises the question of like how much like does a product need to sell for Apple to like be committed to it? I mean, Apple's a huge company, so if they if they sold ten million dollars worth of HomePod speakers to Sonos, that could be like a huge amount, but to Apple, that's like next to nothing. Um, so they've discontinued that. They're going to be focusing on the smaller, uh, like HomePod mini. The reason why I bring this up is that in the invoke that Microsoft made with Harman Kardon and had Cortana in it officially is like dead, right? The Cortana is gone, but it just kind of shows that, hey, Microsoft kind of failed in this market and Apple is not doing well. Um, I'm curious if somebody's just going to snatch up Sonos. I still think that they kind of fit the Apple model, uh, but as of today, that hasn't really happened. So um, just, just a lot of a lot of stuff really really condensed down into, uh, the, into the tech news world. So let's just flip it on over to the gaming news of the week because it's been like an Xbox palooza of information. I'm not complaining. Like Xbox is like lockstep cadence, marching along, just dropping like really big announcements. It, and I shouldn't say oh, they're all really big, but they're just can, noise-making events that has just done uh, uh, really well. The first one being that Microsoft has come, come forward and talked about, uh, we knew that there was going to be an Xbox event, in late March, and it looks like on the 26th, they're going to be doing an indie game show uh, in conjunction on Twitch, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, Microsoft highlighting just indie game makers, I believe they're like targeting like 100 games or something like that, and so that's a pretty big deal, right? That's just another gaming event that is coming along the way. Um, EA is now, EA Play and Game Pass for PC are now finally uh, locked together. If you didn't watch that announcement or video earlier this week, the reason I think it was delayed initially is that it's based, unlike on Xbox where everything is, in the Xbox app on the PC, EA very clearly wanted to retain control of that experience for EA Play titles, so you have to use their app. And so it looks like that app just launched in beta, and that is likely why it was delayed. Uh, Microsoft also announced that five Bethesda titles are getting some FPS boost. I, I continue to think that FPS boost is brilliant for just a couple reasons. One, it's it's neat what Microsoft was able to do with with legacy titles and make the games just better. But from a marketing and business perspective this is a big deal for companies that have these big titles that are just starting to stagnate. It's like, okay, uh, how can we get some free marketing for our older title that we invested a whole bunch of money in and it came out a couple years ago and it's not selling really well. Well, let's just throw it through the FPS boost auto HDR ringer. We'll get some free press out of Microsoft and some other locations, and then we'll see if we sell some more. Like it's a really smart way to add additional longevity to legacy titles and potentially get more sales. I can guarantee they're not selling less because they've added FPS boost to titles. Um, So it's just another, like, cool way that Microsoft has found to take more content and give it new life and recycle it through the marketing machine that is the gaming world. Um, And something else that I have to bring up, because it's been blowing up on Twitter a little bit, not as much as the initial. Um, So the Xbox team, the the Xbox Social Media and Marketing team is up for, I think it's like Meme of the Year for the Shorty Awards. It's from uh, when somebody leaked and posted the Xbox Series S, ahead of lodge. Uh, they they did that tweet of i, I don't even the, the monkey who's like looking sideways uh like the awkward monkey look so and it blew up and they got just tons and tons of positive praise for how they re- responded to that uh <clears throat> situation and so they're up for meme of the year go vote for it because i i think it would be uh just right if that that this came full circle into being a really positive more so positive thing than they initially planned i uh, there's no way to know this. I would need two universal parallel timelines for this to exist, but I would love to know the coverage they got from the, the, the leak versus if they had gone with their original plan and which generated more, like, noise and press for Microsoft. I'll let you make the decision on, on that. Also, uh, Microsoft, if you do win that award and you need to, you know, whatever, uh, an Xbox mini fridge is now available, or at least they've given out to some people, and I could, one could go right right here. Right. Nice little drink. Uh, would fit right right there. just, just throwing um, that out there for, for no particular uh, reason, uh, whatsoever. But one thing you should check out here is Security Unlocked, which is a new podcast from uh, my friends over at Microsoft, Nick and It's focused on security. It's called Security Unlocked Podcast, and you can go to securityunlockedpodcast.com, and they just dropped episode 19 this week, and it's talking about working your way backwards from... An, an, email attacks now this is really interesting because email attacks are just like crazy right now especially with everybody working from home getting fished is a real thing and so they talk about uh what random you and stranger you mean and and the research and techniques for gathering intelligence on email attack and infrastructure you can find that that's episode 19 it'll be linked in the description of this podcast and you can go to security unlocked podcast.com or aka.mms slash security unlocked, uh, to find more information about that. So they've been, a they've been hanging around for a while. I very much appreciate, uh, the fine folks up over in Seattle who are helping us out this week. So let's dive into the questions, because there's been, again, a lot of questions, always my favorite part of the week, I know I say that every time, but it it, it really is, like, it's good, it's good engagement back and forth, so, Sidechoker uh, says, so my question is, with the rumor of Android app support on Windows, what was a, what about a new app store for Windows 10 and Windows 10X and Android as well, could they bring the Play Store, could they bring a Play Store replacement, so, here's I haven't been able to dig all the way down into this. So Microsoft and Google are, are trying to bring, or more specifically, Microsoft is trying to bring Android apps to the desktop. Now, that we, we know that's a fact. Uh, I believe it's Project Latte is the name for that. But here's the thing. Like, since that project is started, Microsoft and Google are, like, kind of duking it out a little bit here, if you think about it. Because my, Google's, like, antitrust. Uh, regulatory uh, oversight right now—they're a, not a good place with the government and many and many agencies. And Microsoft like tossed a little fuel onto that fire with a testimony, and then Google fought back. So Google could very much be like, "Nah, we're not—we're just—we're just, we're just going to abandon this. Good luck. Uh, see you later." Uh, Microsoft could go a different route and just try to roll their own, although they have a really robust history of that not working out. So, uh, and when I say roll their own, I mean their own like Android app uh, curated store for Windows. It could still work out, and they definitely could make it happen because that's a much easier move than, say, uh, building a UWP but um, I think they all want the Google Play integration because that's sort of like the the glue that holds it all together. Hopefully we'll learn more about this soon. Uh, Usman is back with a plethora of questions, but that's okay. He says, what have you heard about uh, HoloLens 2 refresh? I have a HoloLens 2 currently for hobby and dev learning and purposes. The rumors suggest a processor upgrade since the old 840, 850 is pretty slow by today's comparison. So Microsoft definitely has a refresh in the works. I have heard about this. Um, I don't know when it's coming and I don't know what exactly it is um, going to bring to the table. You got to remember, right now, the the market for Hololens type stuff is still fairly limited. Now, you could make the argument that Microsoft should try to draw the biggest lead possible and uh, separate itself from anybody who's going to be entering into the market. Or you could say, look, like Microsoft's the only one who's doing this right now, and it seems like they're the only ones capable of doing this right now, excluding Apple and Google and Facebook. They can all do it, but they're not going to. I don't personally think that they're going to be targeting the same demographic as Microsoft. Microsoft is focusing on the industrial aspect for HoloLens, which I still think is the right move as they work to bring that stuff down in price point and functionality. I'm telling you right now, the HoloLens, in its current iteration, isn't a great consumer product, not because the apps and stuff aren't there, but because like the field of view is just still not quite there. It's better. It is way better than HoloLens 1, but it's still, going to be, it still needs to be improved, which Microsoft is working on. Uh, but a faster chipset would certainly go a long way to just making the device a little bit easier to use in the corporate World, um, so we'll have to keep and see. Uh, following along, I played with Microsoft App uh, at Mesh, and I'm surprised they went with AltSpace VR avatars instead of Xbox avatars. So um, I think I honestly think the reason that they did this is that this feels th- there is definitely technical components behind Mesh that is. Uh, new stuff. But a lot of this feels like more of like a repackaging of some certain things that they have and putting them into a new new service uh, that they're calling Mesh. And that's why they repurposed Altspace VR, because it's already there. With Xbox, I think they would have to do uh, quite a bit of work to get that up and running. So um, that's why I think it's Altspace, is that it's more of a repackaging in some aspects rather than a complete ground up new solution. Uh, could we see Game Pass for PC allowing installs from Steam? Could so a while ago to be like, nah, that's never gonna happen. Um, but potentially, but Steam. Steam is the de facto place to get your games on the PC. Now, Epic is trying hard to change that, and so is Microsoft, and so is EA, Uh, but Steam is still the place. It wouldn't surprise me, Microsoft has become much more friendly with those third-party companies um, and the launchers. I mean, look what just happened with EA Play. So it wouldn't be, I wouldn't say no, uh, but right now, Microsoft has seen tremendous success putting their titles into Steam. Like, they're making money from titles they already own, and so I I would expect to see that partnership continue to expand, but I don't know if it's going to be a two-way street or microsoft more just pushing more titles um, over to there uh, now that the new headset has been released what are the chances of a potential surface headphone 3 incorporating xbox wireless capabilities to doubly take on the elite version of the xbox headset so here's the, here's where he's going with so the head Surface Headphones 2 currently do not work with the Xbox. And I don't know if version 3 will, uh, but I'm pretty sure version 3 will have Teams uh, enhancement functionality. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't know if that's going to mean that they're going to work with the Xbox. Considering that the Xbox just launched this headset right here, I'm not so sure they're going to be coming out with a second iteration. Now, if they did come out with one that worked with with the Xbox natively, that would be that is that is something i would be very very interested in so we will see uh mr pki says uh since it's a slow week so far here are question. here's a second question oh mr PKI, put in two questions i got my order out i anyways mr pki says do you listen to other podcasts outside of windows weekly if so which one so I have upped them a little bit. I mean, Security Unlocked, who has sponsored this, um, behind the tech, uh, with Kevin Scott, who is also the CTO of Microsoft. I, I've now I've listened to his. Um, I also listened to a bunch of NASA ones. Um, NASA has a couple different iterations. I also listened to David Faraday's podcast. Um, primarily, I was listening to podcasts at the gym, which I haven't been going to the gym for a while because of obvious reasons. And so uh, those are kind of where I am right now. I, I would like to add more because there's a lot of good content out there. They're, they're really is but the problem with podcasts is like finding one that fits what you're looking for if that makes sense like reading is real easy but podcasts, there's so many different things because you got to I mean you got to like the presenters you've got to like their their style and you've got to like their voice and you've got to like their their run of show and so podcasts are a little bit more particular. Uh, Brother Nod says, any word from Penrose about the headset that you requested? Yeah, I need to follow up with them. This is the, this is the way it works, right? They said they were going to send me one, and then you just got to sit and twiddle your thumbs, and then you got to keep following up uh, to see if those come. I, I do want to get my hands on it because th- go watch or read my review or, or first impressions of like this thing, uh, and you'll understand why. I, I'm very curious uh, about how those work um, I will follow up but I mean I, I think until the YouTube channel hits like 100k uh, on the sub count um, things might still be a, a little dice even though it is growing it is it continues to grow like 40k subs or something like that I was actually looking at the sub growth over two years it was about 30 um, so probably like a year and a half away for maybe a hundred k if we're lucky, something like that. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Mr. PKI with his second question because I messed it up the first time. If the Xbox wireless headset is a dud, what is your best recommended wireless headset for Xbox gaming? So I need to clarify. I don't. It's not a dud per se. It's just not a premium sounding headset. For ninety nine bucks, it is fine. Like it. It, it hits. It's the. Toyota Camry of headsets. It's fine. It's not going to excite you. It doesn't have the best sounding stereo. It, it has all the features everybody would want, but they're not the best implementation of the features, specifically the audio. Um, I don't have a great recommendation for headsets right now. I still use the RIG 800LX, which I don't think they make anymore. You can definitely still buy them. I've seen them as low as 125 bucks. And if you're looking at, at this one or uh, the RIG, the, the big difference here is, like, I really like how this one charges. It has USB-C. That is what I want. Um, I really like the audio function, like, the, the, the volume and everything else um, is way better. I don't know why I'm touching the box they're right here like the audio, the audio is way better oops the head ear cup fell off I forgot to put it back on after recording um, and the mic is okay it's not great the problem with the rigs uh, is that they use a dongle which I really I'm trying to avoid and you should everybody should try to avoid as much as possible uh, the other thing too is it's USB micro charging which really is annoying it really frustrating so I don't have a great recommendation that's why I need to get these Penrose uh, sent over to me so, uh, NYC says, what are the Xbox wireless headset EQ settings you mentioned in your review that you got your best sound? Um, so, here's what I did. So, you need to get the Dolby Atmos app, um, and then you can go in there and play around. Just... You got. I kind of got to listen, but the 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 optimal setting for me is like reduce the low end because that's where the most of the mud muddy sounding was coming from. And then on the EQ, starting on the left, you basically make like a, an upward shape curve uh, with the settings in uh, the Windows equalizer. If you go on Reddit, there's some really good different style guides depending on what you're looking for. But for me, none of them got them to the same clarity as the as my 800 LXs. And so that that to me is most important. Um, I listen to so it's like important to like understand like where I'm coming from so I listen to I have headphones on most of the time during the day when my family's home or my there's just noise in the house and they're the Sony XM3s and I listen to like it is going to sound kind of boring but it's like Maybe not boring, depending on who you are. Like, it's a lot of like classical style music, but it's like pop covers is effectively what it is. So, you take pop music and then you transition into like harps and violins. So, it's like really clean and clear audio. And it's also really good, like background noise at the end of the day. So, it's easy to to work and not get distracted. So, when you go from like that really precise, like woodwind and and string music to something that is even slightly muddy, like it just destroys the experience. Um, And I'm fully aware that those XM3s are way more expensive than this like I would expect better audio quality but the problem is going backwards to the Xbox with that uh, makes it a challenge so um, everybody can find their own Um, there's just the good thing is you got options like you can adjust things if you can find the right settings that work for you And, and as I said in my review if you're coming from, like, TV speakers or just something really just not designed for audio for gaming, going to these is going to be a game changer for you. But if you have something more expensive and you're trying to find just, like, a better optimal solution with all the features, this is not the headset. So, uh, let's see. Kish System says, I have been checking availability for Xbox Series X every day since they were released and each day. I see out of stock. Any idea when stock will check up with demand. So uh, Microsoft's official guidance wasn't until like maybe June. There is a massive semiconductor shortage in the, in the I was going to say in the US, but in the world effectively. And Microsoft is a part of that. Actually, auto manufacturers are. Everybody's being impacted by this, which is the limited constraint supply of these consoles. So your best bet is to just keep checking and, and look for when other services, there's literally services you can sign up for. I think some of them are free, some are premium, that will tell you when things right go back in stock. And that's going to probably be your best bet if you really want one. Um, right now, you can probably still get away with just running. If you have a Series X right now, I wouldn't stress over this. I like think I really wouldn't. Series X, or Series X, Xbox One X is still a really good console for um, the games that are available. I totally get that wanting the Series X, um, I, I use mine almost every day, and I I appreciate it more and more um, sometimes when I jump back to the older consoles, but uh, just, you're going to have to get lucky. I, like It still doesn't look like we see any real like massive Wave of consoles coming that's going to um, you know fill out the supply chain. So, and then JNBK says, can you give a quick rundown on what a person would need to run Xbox games on a PC? Are all Xbox games available to play on PC? Are the games available on Game Pass or PC and consoles? So, the, I guess it kind of depends on what you want to do. The easiest way. The easiest way to do this is just to sign up for Game Pass Ultimate and just download the Game Pass app on your PC, and that is going to be your best way. Um, That is, like, the easiest way. Now, you can get more fancy and stream your console to your your PC if you want with the Xbox streaming app, but you're not going to get, probably, the experience that you want, at least based on what I'm understanding from it. So I would, if you're trying to just play the best Xbox... If you're trying to play Xbox games on your PC, just get Game Pass Ultimate. That's going to be your easiest way. We already know that Microsoft puts everything in day one. The problem is, and the reason why I keep hesitating, is not it's not perfect yet, because not every single Xbox title has already migrated to the PC, and sometimes there's delays. Um, but Game Pass PC is going to be your best route you don't even need ultimate actually you just need game pass pc which is slightly less uh, money if you only have a pc and that is probably going to be the best way uh to do that so uh, as always folks here as we wrap it up it has just been uh, i can't even get that it- It has been just a busy week, and I want to give a big shout-out to Security Unlocked. Make sure to check out their podcast at securityunlockedpodcast.com or aka.ms slash securityunlocked. And uh, that wraps it up for this week, friends. And so make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this channel is me.